stop looking at, at like the finish line being so far away. And what are you better at today, you know, than you were yesterday? And, and how can you keep improving upon that? And before you know it, you're gonna look up and say, whoa, how did I get here? How did I become this responsible, great man of character with vision and humility and patience? How did this happen? Because you did one step at a time. Kate and JJ and we are here for another episode and before we dive into this awesome episode with I would venture to say JJ's favorite guest of all time yes mm-hmm, we have some announcements yes we do so do you want to share the biggest announcement um that we have something big to share I think we do are you sure Oh, hi, Teddy. What's hi, Teddy. Up? If you guys are on YouTube, you can see that Teddy just came on my lap. Well, he's kind of giving it away. Why is he laying on your stomach like that? Well. <laughs> Teddy, do you know that your mommy's pregnant? <gasps> he knows. He does. He's been so clingy. We're pregnant. Ah! Um, we wanted to share here on the podcast because we shared on Instagram and for those of you that don't follow us on Instagram, you may have missed that. Um, and I just want to say we wanted to to share and celebrate and how good the Lord is. And my biggest prayer is for anybody who has been through a long waiting season, specifically of singleness. My biggest prayer for you, as it was for me and trying to conceive, was that you won't go through another long waiting season. And so um, that is my biggest prayer for you. And God was so sweet to us in that it actually happened on the first try when we were trying and it was a surprise and a major blessing. Yeah, I didn't even know we were trying, so. <laughs> well, people ask about that. <laughs> Let me just clarify that we had an agreement that I could get like that I could get off birth control whenever I felt ready. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't have to tell you. Yeah, which by the way, I definitely recommend as far as for me it always felt strange to have like, you know, planned yeah. Plain and a lot of pressure. So I think we're just super, super blessed in that sense. And when it comes to life and creating life, it's really one of those areas that we have no control over. Yeah. And you just think about the day that a baby's conceived, the year that it's born, like nothing about it is an accident mm-hmm. in, the, in your story. Think about if you were born six months later mm-hmm. or a year later, your classmates would have been different. The people you would have gotten to know your entire life, your entire life would probably be different Different. just from the people that you knew and networked with and went to school with. So nothing about your life is an accident. No gift of life is ever an accident. And so we're just blown away with nothing but gratitude. Um, We're going to have a baby girl, which by the way, everyone always says, the first thing they say to me is like, you're going to be such a good girl, dad. I'm like, "Wait, wait, 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 I thank you. But what are you trying to say? <laughs> you're really good with women. Yeah, but what does that mean? Not in a bad way. And like you're really safe for women. And a woman needs that kind of safe fatherly figure. Me and Josh Benson, we get told this and <laughs> we're like, 
Are they trying to say we're very feminine? (laughs) 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 And Josh and Sydney are also having a girl. It's super exciting. But on that note, so we are due at the end of February, which so many of you have asked me, why did you move up conference to end of December? (laughs) Y'all like, and I was just like, he, he, he. Oh, well, we love that time of year. And in fact, we do love that time of year. We think New Year's is an awesome time for singles to gather at conference and start the new year. And we're having a baby in February, so that's yeah, why we Kay's can't gonna do be like two weeks away from due date. So, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't gonna work. Yeah. So, speaking of conference, hey, we are still an early bird to the end of this month, only till October 31st. Snag your early bird ticket before the price goes up. Go to heartofdating.com/hodc, December 29th and 30th, y'all. We just were planning our singles party last week with the team, and it's gonna be a disco cowboy theme. Yeah. So amazing. Obviously, that's like the fun part of conference, but two day conference. Come join us. You won't regret it. There is a skate park attached to the venue, like (laughs) an indoor skate park. I don't know if we're using that. We're not. And I tried, but I tried. You wanted to get us in there. And we have a skater punk. Could you imagine a skater punk goth emo singles party? You know, babe, maybe in the future. That would be You know what I mean? Awesome. If we weren't in Nashville, I would consider it. But <laughs> okay. we are in the ultimate, ultimate, like one of the most ultimate honky Where would we go for that? Like Detroit? Like somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but um, we're so excited for this episode, you guys. And one more thing before we dive in, we have a ton of free resources for you. If you didn't know, like we have loads of them on the website. But one of our favorite ones right now is prayers for the single prayers to pray for yourself and for your future spouse. It's a free guide. You can go to Heart of Dating dot com slash resource slash prayers with an S and you can download that free resource. All right, really quick before we get into this episode with, do you want to tell them who we're talking to today? Do they know? They know from the title, don't they? Yeah, but you should say. Okay, it's Lecrae. Lecrae. Lecrae, let's go. Who is so amazing, you guys. He is incredible. I know. It, it's like you get to talk to some of these guys and it's just no ego. No ego. Like no ego, flat out, just I love Jesus. I want others to know about Jesus. Yeah. Like he's been through a lot too as far as with the church yeah. and being in hip hop and not really, what I would say, having a home. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, we were listening to him a couple months ago and they were like, honestly, Cray, you've, you've caught a lot of bullets from the church. Like how have you coped with that over time? And he goes, first off, bullets come from people, not the church. Yeah, that's good. And it was hard. Yeah. And he walked through it. It was just, he's just so phenomenal in every way. So the episode is super, super fun. I was definitely nervous up front, but hey, just like we tell you guys on a date, own the nerve sidedness, like call it out. And when you get it out there, you guys will see, like you can run with it so much more. Yeah. And the other person appreciates it. Totally. Just say like, I'm a bit nerve sighted. And And JJ totally did. And it made it less awkward because he threw that out there. I wasn't as nervous because I love Lecrae, but like I haven't followed him as closely as JJ has. You know what I mean? So I'm just chilling. Like he's cool. This he's, is a fun combo. His music has probably influenced me now for like 15 years. Yeah. Long he's, time. He's incredible. Okay. So really quick, we're going to answer a question from Keegan and then we'll sh- uh, share the episode with the Christ. So here's an episode from our Patreon community from the one and only Keegan. 
Hey there, Kate and JJ. It's Keegan again. This one kind of ties in with, I guess, the season you guys are going through. Just the quote-unquote red flag of self-deprecation. Um, I think that's one that a lot of people can relate to. Um, is you know, and how how should we, as Christians, um, not even just in ourselves approach self-deprecation? You know, like why do I? not shed grace on myself because i think that's kind of the root of it um and but but then like in a dating situation like if if the person we're pursuing is constantly like using violent words against themselves like calling themselves um things that they're not um you know i don't want to give examples uh, but but giving themselves labels or, or saying that they're things anything other than what christ has identified them as and that's that's a co-heir um, to the kingdom and it is a, a, a child of God what is the best approach I think twofold both um, to ourselves um, I guess you know in pr- preparation for dating because I don't think you should I, I personally don't think you should probably date with a self-deprecative mindset um, and then in pursuing someone else who um, self-deprecates a lot um, what are what's the best what, what, what would you say to that Keegan you the man that was a great question So this is something I think that's very common in dating, this self-deprecating mindset. And, you know, it's almost like when somebody gives you a compliment, you're like, like, oh, you look so good today. Oh, really? No, I look, I look gross today, but wow. Okay. Thank you. Like it's the initial reaction is self-deprecation versus trying to, uh, trying to just receive a beautiful compliment. And I think some of that speaks to the position of our heart more than anything. Like I'm actually, I don't think I'm beautiful or I don't think I look good or I don't think I'm worthy or valuable or whatever that thing is that you complimented me on. And therefore I can't really accept that because you might think it, but I don't think it. So I can't accept it. And I actually think one way to combat that in general is to just start receiving compliments and saying, thank you. And allowing that to sink into your heart instead of that knee jerk reaction of like, you know, saying the thing that's coming to your mind first, allow the compliment to sink in, allow God's truth to sink in. In School of Dating, we talk about and teach Godfidence. And that's one of our favorite things to teach because it's essential for dating. You can't like, I always say you how will someone else love you if you don't even love you? And you also accept the love that you think you deserve, which is evident in so much of my past relationships. And so So much of actually having a healthy dating experience comes with knowing who you are and having confidence, aka Godfidence, in who God created you to be, which is different than being prideful. Prideful says, I am the best. There's no one like me. Everyone else sucks. Versus Godfidence says, I know this thing exists about me and I'm proud of it because God created this in me. I know that I have drive. I know that I have passion. I know that I am expressive and I enjoy that part of myself because it's a God-given quality and thing that he's given me. And that's different than being like, oh yeah, I'm better than everyone else. That's pride. I think we're sometimes afraid to embrace confidence because we think that's prideful, but pride is is way different than confidence. And God does call us to confidence. Do you have anything to add, honey? I mean, that was great. If we were being a little bit more vulnerable, would you say that in your dating journey, even between us, Mm. this was something that really was challenging for you at times? Yes, definitely. 
Especially and, with body image. Yeah. I, I've struggled with that for a long time. And when I was in a season of depression with you, that was a really hard time for me to accept godly truths. Yeah. And I, there's probably two things. One, everything that you say is an overflow of your heart and your thoughts. Mm -hmm. you, you don't speak out things that you're not feeling right. or thinking. Yeah. But I would say, so two things. Number one, where it starts from the source, what you think about yourself and what you preach to yourself and your thoughts, it matters. Yeah, it matters. It, it really does matter how you treat yourself, how you speak to yourself, how you view yourself, mm -hmm. especially from God's lens, really matters. And two, just as important to that, there is power and life in the tongue. Yeah, It's one thing to struggle with thinking something but two i would just say your words matter yeah that's true like speaking them out the power of life and death rests in the tongue not your thought life not your heart life your tongue is what the bible says so, so i think when we verbally speak things out we are coming into agreement with them yeah definitely. you're saying i my soul my identity stands by these words. Right. That's why it's, that's why when you're triggered, when you're upset, when you're angry, what comes out of your mouth is incredibly important. Yeah. Like the words matter. Yeah. Truth be told, I am a sense girl through and through. I have gone through so many candles. JJ has looked at our monthly budget multiple times and gasped at the amount I have spent. Okay, true story. But you guys, I found the greatest option for those of you who love your homes to smell good, but also want a more earth-friendly option without giving up beautiful, high-quality fragrance. It's called Notes Candles. Did you know the candle industry has a major problem? Almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Can you believe that? 1 million years. Insane. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again so you don't become part of the problem. It is so easy to use, you guys. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads. All you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, and then enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. And then just do it all over again when you're ready for a new one. My personal favorite fragrance is the Santal and Atlas Cedar. It's woodsy, calming, and it just smells so luxurious. I cannot get enough. I love it. I want to encourage you to be a responsible consumer while not giving up your high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com forward slash HOD. Notes is giving our listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code HOD. That's code HOD at notescandle.com forward slash HOD. I would just say for, and to answer your question, Keegan, we talked about why it's important for you to work through that before dating. But if you're dating someone who's very self-deprecating, I would bring that up to them in a very kind way. Keep in mind, there's probably a lot of shame attached to this because it, it often is rooted in unworthiness and insecurity. But 
I would bring this up and express your concern very kindly as long as you create a safe space for that. And I would see how they respond. Is this something that they're willing to work on? You know, this is like what we say with all red flags, because I think everyone in some capacity has a level of self deprecation mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just sometimes a knee jerk reaction. It also depends on the day and how you're feeling about yourself that day sometimes, but yeah, go ahead. Well, and I would just say to close up is, if you are a partner of someone who self-deprecates, you have an incredible opportunity to be a voice that is constructive and edifying and encouraging. And one of the the worst things you could do is partner with that self-deprecation and build onto it, right? And reinforce it. So there's a really good opportunity as just a brother in Christ, as a sister in Christ to be that voice who of, you know, where I really think God speaks between us and through us Mm -hmm. into that person's life. So So I just lean on Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, what do we think about this person? And how can we encourage them by what I know is true in your word and what you say about them? Fabulous. All right, guys. So let's get into this episode with Lecrae. We talked today about lack of vision. It's a fast and furious episode, but Lecrae makes some incredible points. And I just want to emphasize off the bat, we do focus a lot about men having lack of vision. However, and I say this later in the episode, please know that our thoughts and where our perspective lies is that this is also for women. (laughs) And I really highly believe ladies, we should not just rely and wait for a man who has vision and we just can sit back and not have any vision. I think it's important for you to have vision now. And it's important for you to have vision in your marriage Um, because that, you know, there are parts where your husband might have a weaker moment and you need to maybe step in and that's part of the process. And so Um, you can also, and should also pursue, pursue having vision. So we, we have a really raw dialogue with Lecrae and it's amazing. Enjoy. All right, guys, we're so pumped today. We have Lecrae in the house. What's up Lecrae? What's going on everybody? (laughs) How are we doing? Hey. We're good. We're secretly trying not to freak out right now. Oh, man. Cray, so. Get out of here. Especially JJ, because he's just fanboyed over your stuff for years. You've really impacted his life. So, babe, I'll actually toss it to you, because I know you want to lead off this interview. (laughs) Well, we're so excited. And um, if I can get over my nervousness and ask questions, (laughs) then we'll try to stay on topic. But today's red flag is about the lack of vision. But speaking of vision, you look at your life, especially the last year, five years, 10 years. um, I wanted to know, was it ever in kind of like your roadmap and how you do your vision planning to end up in acting and end up in the movie, which we'll talk about the journey to Bethlehem, which comes out November 10th. Was that on your roadmap, like your three year, five year plan? So the funny thing about it is, is I wanted to be an actor first when I was a kid. That was like my dream as a kid to be an actor. Um, I even got a a full scholarship for uh, acting uh, in college. No way. Yeah, sincerely. But the crazy part about it is, is like I had this faith transformation and I was like, I don't know if this is the route I should be going in. And so um, I put it all on, on hold. And then got into music, which I love music as well. So um, 
So it wasn't like a part of the roadmap, but people would always say, man, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And I was like, if it happens, it happens, you know, because I'm not going to force it. And here I am, a part of a phenomenal film, man. It's crazy. It's so cool, too, that it's a musical because yeah. JJ knows this about me, but I am a major fan of musicals. Like, I'm trying, I try to convince JJ to come watch all the musicals with me. But the fact that this is a musical and a Christian based musical, I'm like, is this the first of its kind now? I mean, I'm sure there's maybe been past ones out there, but how is that for you doing like a musical, not only like acting, but you're singing in a musical? Like, how was that? Listen, JJ, <laughs> I'm with you, bro. I've never been a musical fan. It's just never been my thing. I, I just have never liked them. But Hamilton changed me because I was like, I went to see that. And I was like, oh, shoot, this is good. And then... You know, I was like, it has to be like Hamilton level. So it's got to be really, really good. And so this, obviously, if you know, you know, Adam Anders and his track record, Glee, High School Musical, he's just good. The guy's good. So being a part of this is like, okay, I know I'm a part of something really good. So don't worry. This is a good one. You'll like the song. That's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for curve. That's for me and all the other guys who are like, a musical? Are you serious? But... (laughs) Well, you feel like that was like, um, you feel like that was like really uh, redeeming. Like there's, I think there's gifts and passions that God gives us that (laughs) don't necessarily come to fruition on earth. And that's kind of the excitement of eternity. Do you think it was pretty Mm -hmm. redeeming for you to kind of have that in your vision, in your life plan, but kind of sacrificing it all for it to just come back around years and years later? Yeah, it's kind of wild, man. I, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out what God is doing with it. You know, Um, I do know this. I do know that there's always, you know, purpose in the pain. And when I look at a verse like Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, we all know if I know the plans I have for you, plans for a future and a hope. We forget that God gave that to people who were in pain, like they were in exile for 70 years. So they needed that encouragement that, hey, I haven't forgotten you. Like it's going to work out if you just hang in there. And I think that's the message that. God has given me through this whole ordeal is that there's there's purpose in your pain because I went through a lot of stuff, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of turmoil, and God forgot to just like turn all around and here I am, like a part of the the thing that as I was a little kid I wanted to do um, is so so amazing to me, and I I hope that's an encouragement to anybody out there, you know, whatever it is that you felt like you had on your heart or you feel like you were purposed for, and you're just going through it hang in there because he knows the plans he has for you. That's so good. I love that as it comes to, you know, we're, we lead a podcast for Christian singles. So we got lots of singles listening. I'm sure tons of our singles are like, look, crazy the man. This is so cool. Like, uh, and by the way, for the men, yes, go see the musical because it is amazing. And the songs will stick in your head, like all the things. And there will um, be women there. There will be women yes. in the theater. Hey, hey, <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's all we got to say. They're like, oh, okay. Because everyone's always asking, where do you find the like Christian singles? And I'm like, it's you guys, they are all around. But yes, men, the ladies will be at this musical. So please go. <laughs> like, please, it does work. Um, but yeah, as a Christian dating podcast, you know, especially when it comes to we serve men and women. Um, and when it comes to vision and you're talking about, you had this vision even like way back when you were a kid and obviously your career has taken you so many different places, but something that when I was dating and we just got married a year ago, when I was dating, 
I definitely looked for a man who had vision in his life. Like when I talk about one of my top five non-negotiables, it was always vision. Like they have to have vision. And I do think it's something that women look for, but maybe not like maybe as much as they should in some ways. So I want to talk to you about your life and vision and kind of how important vision is in life, but also when it comes to dating specifically as a man. Yeah. Ooh, wee. Here we go. That's what <laughs> yes. we ready. Lay it on us. Lay ready? it on us. <laughs> uh, I mean, God says my people perish for lack of vision, right? Uh, like there's literal consequences for you not having vision. And I, I think that um, for us to just kind of flow through life without having a vision and a plan, um, you put yourself in in jeopardy of anything happening to you as, as far as that's concerned. I will never forget, um, I took my daughter, she was about 10 years old, and I took her to uh, Venice Beach and we're out at Venice Beach and she gets in the water with her friend. and. At first, I was worried about the way, like, don't go out too far because the waves are going to get you and you'll be swept, you know, way out to sea. But as I noticed, she wasn't really in danger of going too far. The undercurrent was taking her to the side. And that's what it's like to not have vision. You're not prepared for that undercurrent to drift you somewhere you did not intend to be. Nobody drifts into discipline. Nobody drifts into success. Nobody drifts into Per, uh, like like a purposeful life, it's done through intentionality and vision and and being attentive to what has been put in front of you. So if you don't have that, especially as a man, you know how can you you be a leader in a relationship? Like how is that even possible? You're supposed to lead in love, lead in humility, lead in grace. How can you lead if you have no vision yourself? Mm, I completely agree. Man, it's so good. And you know what's funny, Lecrae, as you say that, and you even use the ocean analogy, uh, read your Bible with a lens. I feel like the, one of the most familiar analogies I run into time and time again is a wave tossed in the ocean driven by the wind. And you'll see it in Proverbs, you'll see it in Psalms, you'll see it in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. And it's just this idea like you don't necessarily need a rudder and an anchor and a sail and a direction when you're in the shallow end, right? Like that's easy, everyone's just kind of drifting. But just like you said, it's like when you get that undercurrent or more specifically, like you are in the deep waters of life, you're in the troubled seasons of life. And you know, specifically in James, it's, it's the testing of the faith that you already have. Not That's not the faith building moment, right? That's the testing of what you already have in place and your vision and your faith. But you know, there's something we just saw you last month at Next Gen. Uh, shout out Next Gen and Think Media. Love those guys. You had an amazing um, answer about mentorship, and we've been telling everybody this. You obviously get a lot, uh, a lot of people who approach you to mentor you, and you say, "Hey, that sounds awesome." But the first things I'm going to need you to do was read these books, and then come back to me when you do that. And then you pause and you go, and nobody does it. And nobody does it. So being in a culture right. where there is a lot of talk, there is a lot of hype, and there's a lot of, well, I'm going to dot, dot, dot. What do you, what do you say to men who maybe struggle with that lack of follow through, who struggle on airing, talking too much versus doing and following through? Yeah, um, get off social media. 
you know, get off social media because social media is, is, is actually hindering you from being who you want to be. You keep seeing pictures of, of the ideal. You keep seeing highlight reels of who you want to be, um, but you're not seeing the process of how they got there or you're not seeing if they really are what they're portraying themselves to be. And so you you really just need to start doing it right. You got to start becoming that person behind the scenes. And it's not going to be seen online. It's not going to be seen out here and it's not going to be microwavable. So you really are going to have to get a value system that's really not being given anywhere out there, you know, um, in sound bites. No one in sound bites is going to be encouraging you to put in long term work to become someone different. Um, we, we are really caught up in a microwavable society where everything just happens so fast. And the truth of the matter is that's not the way God's kingdom works. Um, that's not how the kingdom functions. The kingdom is, a, is about a process. And so when you understand that and you can get engaged with God in this process, then you can understand like, hey, he's going to walk. That's why he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You need that kind of encouragement if you understand this is a journey. This is a process. I don't know if you have noticed, Jesus hasn't come back yet. So we're still here because it's a process. <laughs> so hey. I would just, you know, encourage men out there to put one foot in front of the other, right? Stop looking at, at like the finish line being so far away. And what are you better at today, you know, than you were yesterday? And, and how can you keep improving upon that? And before you know it, you're going to look up and say, whoa, how did I get here? How did I become this responsible, great man of character with vision and humility and patience? How did this happen? Because you did one step at a time, one day at a time. And you looked up and months, years have gone by. And this is who you are now. Yeah. You know, that reminds me kind of like in, in the New Year's, for like when everyone, the New Year's frenzy, everyone's so pumped about New Year's and they're like, here's my New Year's resolution. I got this, like, especially when it comes to going to the gym, right? Like gym memberships, like skyrocket. <laughs> and then February rolls around and the gym's empty. Yeah. And there's a lot of like awesome talk and a lot of hype around, okay, New Year, New You and stuff like that. And I feel like what you're saying is there is a lot of that hype. Like sometimes we can even even get it on Sundays, we hear a sermon, we're like, oh, so inspired, but it only lasts for a week, two weeks, and then it like falls through. And so that follow through and and also like it, we're in a cycle and in society where we're in that microwavable, like you said, like three seconds, we're ready to go and it's ready to go. Or an Amazon Prime, like bless <laughs> the Lord for Amazon Prime for reals. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, we get so much at our fingertips that that long term process is kind of lost. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to dating, I think and obviously women are not exempt from this. So I want to say, obviously, we're talking a lot about the guys, but ladies listening this is also for you too you can't just rely on being with a man and he has the vision and you have none for your life like that's still important for you as a woman to have vision for where you're going and what you're doing and the vision shouldn't just be I'm gonna find a man and then he'll lead me forever like have your own vision and your own purpose but back to you Lecrae I just wanted to say that quick little thing for our ladies but you know can you really be with someone in a dating relationship long term who has lack of vision like and how do you like what are the risks of being with someone who you would consistently see like they just are not 
consistent with vision in their life? Like, what would you say are the risks to that? I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about, and, and, you know, obviously there's lots of philosophies on dating, right? Every, you know, and so the, the, the idea of dating is like this, it's actually a newer phenomenon. That's, that's like new in our society of kind of like getting to know someone with intentionality. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, back yeah. in Jesus's days, it was like, hey, you're going to be with this person. All right, done. And that's just how it worked. <laughs> exactly. So, things have changed. And now we are kind of making these decisions that the one thing I would say is that I think we've got to remove making these decisions in isolation. I think community is so important in the dating process. And so involving uh, mutual friends in this, because you sometimes you're blinded. You can't see the forest for the trees. You're blinded to the fact that this person doesn't have vision because you're so enamored with what you see. You see the the 20% that looks amazing and you don't see the 80% that's necessary. Uh, like underneath or, the water, the iceberg vision, right? Exactly. Like 80% still exists, but you're obsessed with the 20. The 20. Well, there's a lot more there. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. So I would just, I'd say, man, bring people around you and get them involved in this process, especially people who you know and you trust and do some double dates, triple dates, you know, group dates and things like that, where it's like people can kind of observe and say, hey, I noticed this or I saw that or I picked up on this. You don't want to find that out in isolation because it's a lot of times it's, it's harder and we need each other. That's why we're a body we're dependent upon each other to see the things that we may not see in particular areas. So I think that's that's helpful. And that will keep you from making some bad decisions long term because you were talking about consequences. I mean, there's a ton of them, right? There's a ton of consequences. I mean, think about it in anything. If you get a business partner who doesn't have vision, now you're dragging them along and you're pulling them and you're like, oh, you're really ready to pull your hair out. And um, that's not what you want in a relationship. I think Lecrae should be leading a Christian dating podcast in his free time because that was straight, absolute fire and wisdom and what we say all the time. I mean, like you nailed it. You nailed it. And we say all the time, you know, God speaks through the wise counsel of many multiple times in the Proverbs, just surrounding yourself with people who are keynote wise, right? Not your buddies who are just cheerleaders, but people who are smarter than you, people who are older than you, people who have more life experience than you all the time. But, you know, my big thing, speaking of like wise counsel and surrounded by those people who might have vision, if you had a young 20 or 30 year old guy who was just like Lecrae, like I am addicted to my phone. I have like no vision. I've never really had it. I'm maybe scared or struggling with it. Like what would you do to encourage them? Or it's almost like that ice bath, like wake them up. Or does that just have to be like something that God and the Holy Spirit ignites in them? I think one, it's asking them how much do they want it, right? How much, what's more important, the moment or the movement? Because you're going to have to, wrestle with that reality. The moment is, you know, being at the event or being on the phone or making sure they see you or the movement is who do you want to be? Where do you want to be in five years? Right? So you, you're going to have to put more investment in the moment than the movement. And if I meet a, a, a young guy and he's saying, I really do care about the movement, 
That's what's really most important to me. From there, it's like, all right, well, let's make some small commitments now that will benefit you in the long term. Because that's that's the only way things are going to happen. The, the problem for a lot of us is that we want to make these massive commitments today, thinking that it's just going to, you, you're trying to sh- like shock you. you. You don't say, I'm running a marathon tomorrow. No, you don't do that. That's not that's not wise. You're, go- you're setting yourself up for failure. What you do is you say, man, I'm going to run a mile. And then you run a mile and you say, I'm going to do 1.5. Then I'm going to do two, three, four, five. Before you know it, you're ready to run a marathon because you've taken these incremental steps. And so what I would say is, man, hey, how about this? How about no phone this week? How about just this week? Let's let's, let's shut it down and see what God shows you and see what perspectives change. How about, you know, instead of the 75 hard, you're shocking your body into a system. <laughs> you, how about we do one day hard? <laughs> you know, then we do two days hard. Then three, then yes. four. And, right. and you'll find yourself encouraged as you just try to get through the day. Like I made it through today. And then you're encouraged and you're not defeated because you got four days in and you're like, oh, I suck. It's like, no, you made it through today. Let's try that again tomorrow. You did it again. Good job. Let's try it again the next day right. and build up some endurance so that you're able to do this long term. So good. The building up the endurance, which is what we have to look at. Like when I look, I just recently read a book by who was at conference, Alicia Britt, uh, not conference, next gen retreat, Alicia Britt Shalee, the book anonymous talking about Jesus's anonymous years. And I'm like obsessed with this thought right now about how Jesus prepared for 29 years before the three years that we do know and that we do see in the Bible, like he was preparing. So when we can come look at, hey, like, I don't know what God's going to do and when he's going to do it in your life. If he's put a vision on your heart, we don't know when that timeline is going to be. And you can't force that timeline. You can't make it happen. But what you can do is stick to it and prepare day in, day out, have that endurance, you know? And I feel like the the Bible is so clear on endurance. We look at James, like, it's like, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many times because it produces endurance, steadfastness, like that spirit of endurance, which I think just today has been lost in some areas. And, you know, honestly, what you're saying, Lecrae, is so important for just a long-term relationship you need. If you're going to be married, you need some endurance, okay? Because this is not a like quick fix. If you have an issue in your marriage, this is not just a, you know, like everything is hunky-dory, perfect. Um, Like in the fairy tale Disney movies, they show you them getting married. They never show you after that. It's just over, you know, and you're like, okay, but what actually happens after you get married and you need that endurance. And so anyway, I just get so fired up. It's so incredible. This has been an awesome conversation and we're just so grateful for you and your wisdom, your heart for younger people and for, you know, our community of singles. And once again, I just want to shout out Journey to Bethlehem because I am, I love this movie. I am so pumped. I loved your role in this movie and I want all of our people to go out on November 10th in a few weeks from now and watch this. And yes, dudes, go to the movies. Meet the ladies. I I never thought I'd say this. be like, hey, what'd you think about that? <laughs> I, yeah, I never thought I'd say this. I'm excited to see a musical and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, good, man. man. It's good. Trust me. I promise <laughs> you. The music is actually really good. I mean, come on, man. What other elements do you need? You got Antonio Banderas, you got Jesus. Yeah. 
you got a Christian rapper in there. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's <laughs> so good. It's so solid. Lecrae, you're amazing. Thank you so much for blessing us today in our Heart of Dating community. We really appreciate it. No, thank you all. <laughs> I appreciate the work that you're doing. And man, my encouragement to anybody out there in that process is, uh, man, keep keep tuning in and keep showing up. Um, and, you know, God is 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 a part of the whole thing and, and keep him at the center. Um and you can't go wrong, you know? So good. Yeah. Amen. Bro, thank you so much. All right, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate y'all, <laughs> man. It's great. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating Digital Marketing Coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our Brand and Community Manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week.